Hey guys, what's up? This is Andy Frisella here. You're listening to Big MX Radio, but when you're done with this episode, come check out the MFCEO project, themfceo.com. I got all your motivation. I've got everything you need to know about running your brand. I've got everything you need to know about getting shit done, and we can do it together. Welcome to the Big MX Radio podcast brought to you by Medterra CBD. You can go to medterracbd.com and enter discount code BIGMXRADIO15 to save 15% every time you shop at Medterra CBD. Dot com. I am your host, Brad Gephardt. With me on the line, the number 40 in your program, number one in your hearts. This guy is an absolute stud. He's raced for a number of teams over the years. He has all kinds of speed. He's got all kinds of nicknames. We only know about one of them. It's the Freckle. How's it going, Freckle? It's going good. How are you guys doing? Hey, not doing too bad. Mitchell Oldenburg, the 40 machine on the Penrite Honda after a uh, um, let's let's call it a inconsistent Australian Supercross series, I think we've uh, we, you've finally sort of start to round into form on the, those Hondas. Uh, maybe not an Anaheim one to write home about, but uh, back inside the top ten this weekend in St. Louis. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a learning process for sure. Uh, Australia was a was a big. Um, kind of culture shock honestly it's, it's just okay. totally different over there and and kind of caught me off guard with the way they they do things and with their program and stuff um yeah i mean just every weekend was was completely different than the, the last so um the weekends that were more like our series i really shined at and the, the weekends where they kind of went off and did things that i've never seen before were, were were a struggle for me so um yeah we're just trying to have fun with it and and keep putting in the work and try to be better every single week. And that's kind of the goal. And, uh, like you said, Anaheim one wasn't, wasn't really great. Um, kind of tangled up with a, another rider, my fault and ended up break, uh, bending my front brake rotor. So, uh, yeah, I had to gimp it to the finish line. My front tire kept walking up on me. So that was unfortunate, but, um, and then, like you said, this last weekend got inside the top 10 again, but just, just need to stay off the ground. Uh, tipped over early on in the main and had to work my way back. So, um, a lot of positives from the weekend, but uh, we're still just going to keep plugging away and, and hopefully turn it around this weekend in Anaheim. Absolutely, and of course, this team that you're racing with is the same team that you sort of uh, brought over with you with Supercross uh, down under. Uh, so, what uh, what was the what was the, the 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 strangest thing that you encountered other than a, a kangaroo in uh, Australia? And and what was uh, something that sort of reminded you of home? And like, given the fact that you're racing against an, a, a really talented group of guys, obviously guys who, who uh, they've they've got uh, some skills in their own right. But they're also not dealing with that sort of unfamiliarity. Even guys like Chris Blows have been down there a number of times before. Um, those guys dealing that with a sort of a, a wrinkle that you're not quite dealing with. I think that kind of that adds to a little bit of difficulty. I think. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, as far as the racing goes, like it was just really, it was really uh, short races, and um, a guy who struggled with starts his whole whole life uh, doesn't do very well at, at those short races when they're only three four minutes long. So. Um, something I had to figure out really quick, um, were the starts and, and just, uh, the, like I said, the short races, I think the first, the first round was 20 second lap times and we only did two 10 lap main events. So it was a very short race. Not much you can do when you have a bad start or you crash or anything like that. So it was a very, uh, very, uh, 
big shock to me. But yeah, Australia was a blast, and and glad to have those guys over here with me and and kind of um, almost showing them showing them the ropes here in the states because this is their first time doing it. So uh, everything's new and exciting for them, and and I think my mechanic and I are the only ones on the team or who are a part of the team who have done this before. So um, just kind of trying to keep them keep them calm and and uh, you know um, in it and and uh, aware that, you know, we're, we're here now and we need that we have a job to do. So, uh, it's been super fun with the guys and, and they're having a blast and they kind of keep it, um, keep it fun and light for us just to, with it being their first time here. Definitely. There is always learning curves when it comes to doing something brand new and who better than someone who's uh, like yourself, who's been, uh, like, uh, you've basically been in every single kind of rig that's rolled up to one of these supercross races over the years and, and, and shown success out of each one as well. Um, this last weekend, like, uh, very well could have been uh, an extremely successful weekend for you, qualifying, uh, uh, fourth overall out of the heat, uh, eighth, I believe you were eighth in times for uh for for time qualifying uh not too shabby uh sixth place on the first lap and then you end up uh around eighth like i honestly thought that uh when things when when things first came around that you had uh like there there was a good chance that you could have ended up on the podium uh take us through your main event and um and and sort of dissect as to why uh, we didn't see you uh standing uh on the that at least that third step of the podium rather than uh brandon hartraff yeah, I, uh, just, uh, man, it's, it's frustrating because I, I got such a killer start and I came out mm-hmm. really well. Um, Justin I hear Cooper you passed me. Yeah, well, I, I feel like I got them figured out. I had really good starts this weekend. I pulled it in the heat race and then I think I came around the first turn in like third or fourth and got shuffled back pretty bad the first lap. So yep. ended up going back to sixth and, um, just kind of, settled in and and felt like I was in a good position to just kind of do my own thing and plug away and unfortunately I think like the third lap I just tipped over and um when you tip over that early a lot of guys get around you so um I think I picked myself up in around like 15th place so um yeah I just plugged away from there and and clawed my way back up to eighth uh it's frustrating because of how good I felt and how how strong I felt, uh, fitness wise and, and just everything. I feel like I've done everything I could this off season to, to be better than I was last year. And, and I feel like I am better than I was last year. It's just gotta, gotta put all the pieces of the puzzle together and, and really just stay off the ground. Just, uh, just some, some bummer mistakes on my part that, uh, you know, you just can't be making. So, um, like I said, starts, starts were killer this weekend. That's one of the pauses to take away from. And, uh, and the fitness was good. So, um, like I said, unfortunately I'm pretty banged up from a one still. So not much riding going on this week, just more recovery and trying to get, uh, 100%, but, uh, happy with the way everything's going and, and feel like there's no reason we can't be on the podium here this weekend in Anaheim. Fair enough. Well, hopefully the body's feeling good, uh, come Saturday morning, but, uh, making seven passes out there on a track that, uh, it was deceivingly difficult to pass. Um, a lot of the guys running the exact same lap times. Where did you find that you had uh, a leg up on guys? Where did you make those passes as you made, made your way through the field? Um, I felt like I made a lot of passes when um, going underneath the over-under bridge and then coming into the, the turn before the whoops. I felt like I, okay. I set that up really well. and um, Really, just I felt like I was just solid and didn't make very many mistakes. And That's kind of where you have to be at to, to be at the top. So um 
yeah, if I can just put myself, actually, if I can just stay in the position I put myself in, I feel like I would have been really good in the end, but, um, that's part of it. And, and that's how we learn and we move forward from that. So, um, yeah, just putting myself in good positions is the key and, and really just plugging away and doing, doing what I can, can control and, and going from there is, is the best way to do it. Fair enough. Well, speaking of good positions to be in, it sounds like uh, you'll be uh, taking the show on the road as uh, I hear that you may be mo- moving back back to Texas to uh, take advantage of some uh, some riding areas that you're uh, you're not privy to uh, in, in California, obviously, uh, as a full-blown privateer. Uh, and with um, milestone going away, there's uh, uh, the like there's there's less and less tracks to be hitting the, uh, right now for Supercross. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's really unfortunate being out here right now, and there's only a couple tracks to ride. But uh, uh, you know, being that I don't have to be here anymore, it's it's kind of it's kind of a good thing that I'm excited, and my family and I are excited to move back to Texas and be around closer to our family and. And really, just kind of settle down and and do it the way that that I want to do it, and uh, and really have fun with it. I think uh, for being on teams and stuff, they like you out here in California, and, and it's great and it's it's awesome. But um, you know, it's 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 not home. So uh, really looking forward to moving back and and kind of just picking up where we left off, and 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 like I said, bringing the fun into the sport and and enjoying it with my family is is something that I'm, I can't wait for. I'm, I'm really excited about. Uh, what are you looking forward to most about coming back to, uh, uh, back to Texas, uh, the weather, the family, or, uh, some of those awesome tracks and some of those guys that you, you've not only grew up riding with, but, uh, like a lot of those, uh, same top flight guys that, uh, are currently, uh, doing it, um, from like from Texas that, uh, are on the privateer level guys like, uh, uh, or I guess, not quite a privateer level, but guys like uh, John Short, who are racing in the uh, uh, racing for Manlock Honda and stuff like that, as well as uh, Cheyenne Harmon, who made his first main event uh, this last weekend. Yeah, like for us, I'm just excited to be around family. I think it's something that um, a lot of people don't really know. I, I got a call from TLD in, in 2015 and left the next day and haven't really been back home since. So, um, it was kind of uh, something that I didn't see happening, and and caught me caught us all off guard. So I'm excited to be around family, and of course, riding with John and them. Uh, I've rode with John a lot and trained with him a lot growing up. So excited to go back and, and train and ride with him, and, and hopefully work together to get better. And and yeah, just enjoy it, and and uh, hopefully get get my son on a dirt bike here in a couple of years. So that's uh, something that I know my that's parents. That's pretty cool, man. My, my wife's parents are, are really looking forward to. So, uh, yeah, just <laughs> it's exciting times. <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, and that would be super exciting to hear. Like, what would you, uh, what would you start them on? Are you thinking PW? Would you, you go straight to the, the Stasic electric bikes? There's way more options, uh, that are available nowadays than, uh, when we started where it was like basically a pedal bike and then before not you're on, uh, you're on a PW and then, uh, uh on uh, did you did you race uh like uh, ktm 50s or anything uh no so i i was on uh when i was on 50s it was cobras were like the, the king of the sport so yeah uh i rode i rode cobras uh juniors and then moved up to the the ktm senior but um yeah we know we didn't have the i think they're like oil injected 50s or something like that um yeah. i started 
I was on a PW. I was on a PW for, I don't know, three, four years before I even got moved up from that. So, um, yeah, I think uh, with him, though, I mean, there's like you said, there's so many options. You got, like, you can start him out on striders and then, you know, get him on the the stay six and then get to a pedal bike and PWs. Like, there's just so many, so many um, steps now that you can put him through that I'm just excited to get him on a strider right now. And, and hopefully once he starts walking here, hopefully pretty soon, We'll get him a strider and and start uh, having some fun with him and take him to the skate park and stuff. Anaheim won twenty thirty three. The 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 next generation of Oldenburg coming through Supercross. Yep, yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> there you go, and, and you, you, it'll be all all the pressure will be off you. You get to sit back and watch it. Um, What's the what's the chanceability that uh, we're talking right now about moving to Texas? Uh, but uh, after a successful Supercross season, uh, a full factory team pulls, uh, uh, calls you back up, and uh, you, you're making your way back to California in one year's time. Um, I mean that's that's always something that that could happen. We're just gonna have to <laughs> just see what happens. You know, I, I feel like I need to do what's best for me and my family right now, and that's, that's moving back to Texas. So. Um, you know, when it comes to the when it comes time, or if it comes time where we that's uh, the discussion we're having with the team, then then we'll we'll consider it and we'll we'll weigh our options and go from there. But um, I truly feel that Texas has some really good tracks and some really good training facilities and and just areas to keep up with everything um, in the state with the heat and and all that. It's it's not a bad place to be and not a bad place to train. So. Um, I don't necessarily think it's it's moving back is is killing my career. I think if anything, it's it's a new fresh start and something that could potentially you know jumpstart my career and and take it to that next level. Because just with with uh, being out here for the last five years, you kind of get stale doing the same stuff every day. So keep it new, keep it fun, and and just keep plugging away and doing the same thing. And that's something that my wife and I had discussed before we even thought about moving back to Texas was. Was you know if if we do move back, we got to make sure that I can still do what I need to do training wise and and riding wise. Otherwise, it's it's pointless to move back. So um, nothing's really changing other than where we're going to be at in the country. So uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting, and we'll just uh, see what happens. For sure. Like uh, over the last few years, uh, whether you're working with the uh, the W training facility down in uh, in Wildemar, uh doing doing road bike rides, doing mountain bike rides, uh, working with Tyler Kalisiak with uh, with uh, the fitness uh, uh, anchor or the the nutrition anchor that like you you know the ins and outs of, of both the nutrition and the training side of things. No one needs to hold your hand on that stuff. So I think you're good there, 100. percent And let's also uh, mention the fact that. Like I'm big on like the look good, feel good, play good. You might be rolling the line with one of the best looking setups. I don't know why the Penrite Honda like that's just whole look. It's just it, it's it's a good looking motorcycle if, if if I do say so myself. And then head to toe in the fly stuff is uh, is also a nice touch. Like like it, does that at all? Like even at the at the pro level, I don't even know because I I'm obviously weekend warrior style. Like I don't know like the, for, for me it's a kind of like a, a little confidence boost when i know everything is just looking bang on like does that still resonate <laughs> with a pro that's been getting cool stuff for for as long as you have oh yeah of course i mean you always love to look good it's weird Thank though you. like uh like you know with like i've been with alpine star for for 
shoot, I don't know, the last 10 years of my riding. So yep. haven't really worn anything else. And, and they come out with those limited edition boots all the time, and they're always really cool and, you know, super stoked on them. But, like, we got those red Garnet boots. Uh, those are the first pair of boots that I got from Garnet. And I don't know why, but I just, like, never realized how cool red boots were <laughs> until I got them. Yeah. I just never, it never like registered with me and those red boots are so cool and I get so many comments on them. So yeah, I mean, the setup definitely looks good and, and honestly, if people knew how last minute all this stuff was, it it's unbelievable how, how good everything looks from the semi to the, you know, the stands, like all the little details in our pit area. It's, it's unbelievable. Like everything got done the week of Anaheim. I think they, they wrapped the front of the semi, um, friday at anaheim at angel stadium so i think i heard tweets um, about that yeah yeah it's it was uh extremely last minute but turned out really well and it's it's pretty cool to see how dedicated everyone is on the team and how everything came together so last minute is just unbelievable Absolutely, it 100% is, and then now you uh, uh, rewarding the troops with a, and I think you're actually tied with the, not with your teammate, uh, you're, you're tied for ninth in points, in 11th, with uh, four other riders that also have 22 points on the season, um, I certainly uh, I can, could see you m- moving up uh, uh, quite a bit, and um, like, and maybe maybe you're the best judge of this. Can 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 you uh, can you podium with this uh, this current setup? Like uh, like is is that um, like do you have that feeling where like the um, you can be on uh, on the podium if not the top step of the podium with uh, with if all things break your way on a Saturday night? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't think I'd be racing dirt bikes if I didn't think I could win. So fair enough. Um, that's all the goal, and and the bike is really really good. And like I said, with how everything came together last minute like we're still a little bit behind on our bike but it's getting better every single week like uh twisted development jamie ellis is doing our motors and okay and um i mean we didn't get bikes until uh i think three days before christmas so i mean we barely had any motor work done to the bike at anaheim we got a little bit more done for st louis and we're going to have a little bit more for this weekend so Every single weekend from here till the break, we're, our bike's going to be better. Um, KYV and Ricky uh, Gilmore has been helping us ex- like so much with suspension, and I honestly feel like we have the some of the best suspension and handling bike out there. We just got to kind of fine tune it a little bit, as everyone does with suspension. So, uh, bike wise, I, I don't see why we can't win, and, and I've been doing everything I can to to make sure I'm doing my job. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's really just a matter of getting it done and doing it. So, um, we got all the pieces of the puzzle. We just need to put it together and, and really get it done. And, uh, everyone's, everyone's working their butts off to make sure it happens. So, uh, yeah, I'd really like to get a win this year. That's, that's the goal. And, um, yeah, we're just going to try like hell to do it. <laughs> there you go. Getting that pen right on at the top. Step of the podium. Uh, ask, answer this question for me. Why did St. Louis feel like more like round twelve than round two? Ah oh, man, I don't know. I think uh, did it though? Like it just felt like it was a flyaway yeah. one where you like and it, everyone just like the the pits seemed really kind of like not really down but sort of just blah. Like it just sort of yeah. like it, it felt like the dog days of the middle of the year, even though it's round two. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the pits were kind of, I don't know, maybe it was the weather outside or what, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy St. Louis. I think it's the best dirt we have in the, in the yes. country, and and the track was phenomenal. So um, the softer tracks I like, that's more my style, and, and I had a blast. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I enjoy the travel and flying and stuff, so I always like those races. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the ones I have to drive to, to be honest. So I don't know. Really? That, that, that <laughs> yeah. is, I think you might be the first guy that's ever said that to me, so that that, that is surprising. I mean, hey, we we – we race dirt bikes for a living, but True. I think what people don't understand is, or what people take for granted is you get to see the country too. Like, like I enjoy it. I like to check it off the bucket list on, on new places to go and, and traveling like that. And yeah, I mean, I, I really have fun with it. So I don't know. Fair enough. How do you, how do you pass time on, uh, on, on flight days or, or on flights? What's your, what's your sort of method to the madness of, of, uh, of passing the time? No, mostly just movies. I just watch movies, or I'll get into like a Netflix show or something like that. But okay, um, yeah, I just I save all my movies up that I want to see for flights. I don't really watch like if there's a movie out that I really want to see, I'll, I'll save it for a for a flight. But yeah, I mean, there's really no method to it. It's it's not a total. It's not like a blast. I don't really love flying, but I I enjoy it. I don't really uh, mind it by any means. Fair enough. But yeah, I remember then, too. Like I, I, I was a privateer. I drove to races. Like true. <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't need to drive to any more races. <laughs> were you uh, Were you driving back on the the uh, Arma Energy Drink days? No, no. Those that was the first year I got to fly. So nice. Two thousand two thousand thirteen and fourteen. Uh, it was my brother and I in in our Ford van, just driving to every single race. So. You know, 24-hour drive up to Toronto, or I think it was like 30 hours up to Unadilla. Like, I don't miss those days at all. <laughs> no, I'll take a I'll take a long flight day over uh, over, over a drive across the nation along those lines. So then, I guess uh, uh, you're you're like we're up for some some suggestions, Freckle, on on some movies. Obviously, you see you you seem to make uh, make yourself sound like a bit of a movie connoisseur. Uh, what have you been watching lately? What or, and what do you have sort of stashed away for uh, for the weekends that come when you're you're flying away? Oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. Uh, I don't know. I watched Men in, the new Men in Black this weekend. I, I just kind of watch whatever's on on Delta. I, I fly Delta pretty much everywhere. So okay, um, whatever's on Delta. And my my wife got me into this Netflix show, uh, You or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm a couple couple episodes deep it's it's all right um I'm, is that the one about the serial I'm, killer yeah i think so i think he's like a serial killer or stalker type guy yeah i, yeah, yeah. Still, I watched that figuring I, it out i'm officially addicted to that one that one's uh, I'm, I'm upset with myself about that because i don't do shows and <laughs> I, now i'm into one yeah yeah no I'm, I'm i'm like i think i watched the third episode last night so i'm still fresh to it i don't i don't know how i feel about it yet so um yeah, we'll have to we'll have to catch up next time and and discuss what yes. I think. <laughs> we will definitely have to discuss. Oh, what about uh, Netflix documentary series? My favorite oh, yeah. is Explained. The, there's some, some really cool. Like, have you have you have you checked out Explained yet? Uh no. Gotta check. No, it out. I've never even heard. Of it. Okay, I'll tell you. I'm huge into those, like making I'll text murder you. And, and and all those type ones. I'm yeah, we're we're big into those, like. Uh, 
yeah, the Netflix document. I I can watch Netflix for days, to be honest. So, well, yeah, I'll check it out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'll I'll send a text and remind you of that one. Uh, last few questions for you before I let you get off on the rest of the podcast or let off to the rest of your evening and uh, and setting your sights on Anaheim too. Um, if you could get season tickets to any like stick and ball sport, hockey, football, baseball, oh, what have you, where what what uh, what what uh, what sport would you want season tickets to? You, you kidding me? Yeah, that's the easiest question ever. The Green Bay Packers. Lambeau Field. Oh, Wisconsin. Oh, absolutely. Hey, we got one more game and we're in the Super Bowl. Hey, there you go. Cheeseheads are are, are looking, uh, they're looking pretty good. After a season of ups and downs, uh, Aaron Rodgers is finally looking, uh, um, looking like the the Aaron of old. And I think you guys might have one extra one under the hood, especially now that the Ravens are done. What happened to those guys? Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't get to watch the game because it was on Saturday. But um, that's right. Yeah, big time Packers fan here. Um, I know I grew up in Minnesota. I should be a Vikings fan, but got a lot of family in Wisconsin, Minnesota area. So kind of grew up a Packers fan, and yeah, I'm I'm green and gold till I'm dead and cold. Fair enough. Well, it is way easier to be a Packers fan than it is to be a Vikings fan. No offense to the fans of that oh, uh, organization. They do not yet have an illustrious championship uh, to the, to add to their rafters. Maybe one day, but not, I don't, it won't be this year. That's for damn sure. Um, do you drink coffee, my friend? I am actually having a cup right now. Having a cup of coffee right now? I. Uh, after having coffee in in Australia, have you now like invested in getting some coffee imported, or did you get your team to bring some for you? Or what's the deal there, and and how do you like your coffee? Um, so the coffee in Australia is uh, unbelievable, and it makes the coffee here taste terrible. Awesome. Um, so I haven't figured anything out yet to to get my coffee to taste like that, and I think it's all in your machine. And I just, I can't, I can't go spend a lot of money on a coffee machine. I just got an old school coffee pot that's probably like twenty five, thirty dollars. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I just drink it with a little bit of French vanilla creamer and have about uh, three, four cups a day, just because you know, got a ten month old kid, so not much yep. sleep going on around here. So, <laughs> uh, up my coffee intake quite a bit the last couple of months. I could see that. I could definitely see that. What's uh, what has been the best part about dad life? I'm I'm actually new to uncle life. My sister had a little one, and I never thought that I'd I'd, I'd love holding a little person so much in my whole life. But that like that is like her. My sister having a little a little person uh, was like completely. Uh, I would say like damn near life changing for me. Those uh, like uh, to hold someone yeah. in their arms and they fall asleep and they're just or whatever it happens to be. That's uh, there's something special about that. Oh, it's unbelievable. I think, like, the coolest part about it is just seeing him, like, like obviously, he's only, he's 10 months old today, so, um, just, like, the the milestones that he makes every, every month or a couple weeks or whatever, like, just seeing him crawl for the first time and then start smiling and interacting with you and then, like, kind of, like, the coolest part to me was, like, when he, when he kind of finally realized, like, who mom and dad were and, like, as, as, kind of sad as it sounds is like when we're out and we um like see other people and they want to hold them and stuff and how like mad and, and upset he gets when when we give them up to other people to hold like 
he he wants mom and dad so bad. It, it's so cute. Just uh, yeah, it just makes you feel good. Like like knowing how much he relies on you now. So uh, it's it's like you said, it is life changing. It is by far the coolest thing that I've ever experienced, and uh, I'm all about dad life. <laughs> Fair enough. Last question I have for you before I get I'll let you go on with the rest of your cup of coffee and the rest of your evening. When are we going to get a freckle two-stroke edit? Oh, that's yeah. I don't know. I, I need a two-stroke to ride. Yeah, uh, well, you're on Hondas. I know a guy, John Short, who has one. Okay. Graphic kit. Okay. Do it. We we can maybe make something happen. Maybe, I, I maybe think a Penrite 125 two-stroke edit would, like, basically, like, send you... That's, like, send you into the stratosphere. Like, remember how, like, literally, like, Jimmy D, like, resurrected, resurrected his career yeah. off doing a 125 edit back in 2011? You could, That could be... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe when we get to Texas, I'll, I'll line something up with John Short, and we can we can do something fun. Because I know... I saw his, his two-stroke that he finished up. Looks pretty yeah. good. So, actually, my mechanic has one, too, but it's in Florida. So, we got to get it get it to texas or the west coast or something but mm-hmm. yeah we'll see what we can make happen see uh, we're, we're we're putting things together uh-huh. here my friend well always a big fan of yourself my friend thank you always so much for for making time for us here on the podcast uh, i wish you nothing but luck as the uh with the rest the the ne- next seven rounds of Supercross and and also good luck with the move and everything like that as you you move your family uh, westward or back down to the the central port of the the nation where you call home uh, and uh, I really appreciate you making the time man it's awesome to talk to you it's great to hear the the positivity in your voice and and moving forward to uh, uh, have an amazing uh, rest of the season and uh, I think that the, like for those who are listening who play fantasy uh, mono uh, if I have ever an opportunity. To, to pick uh, Mitch Oldenburg, I'd do it. He's got probably the highest ceiling of any of the guys on the line uh, that, that's in the game. Uh, consider, like like Speed-wise, can easily be in the top three any weekend out there, regardless of where you qualify. So, uh, um, yeah, I, nothing, I got nothing but good things to say and nothing but time for Mitch Oldenburg. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, you know I always love to come on here. So just whenever, I mean... I'm free. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll, we'll keep tabs on you for the rest of the season. And uh, as we, we go along, do not hang up just yet. But for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there.